Hi there, my name is Will Green. In a series of Guernsey Press podcasts accompanying COP26, we'll be exploring what climate change means for Guernsey and the role our islands can play in helping to tackle a global crisis. World leaders will have four major goals in mind as they meet in Glasgow this week, including setting new targets for reducing carbon emissions and helping countries affected by climate change to adapt and protect their natural habitats. But there's also another goal that arguably underpins both of these, and it's one Guernsey can help make happen. That is mobilising finance. Developed countries will be told that they must make good on their promise to mobilise, and this is a massive amount of money, at least $100 billion in climate finance per year. That's a previous pledge made. So where does the bailiwick with its significant finance industry fit in? I spoke to economist Dr Andy Sloan, founder of the International Sustainability Institute, Channel Islands which aims to create an internationally respected think tank and research institute that can provide advocacy, research and advisory services to firms, institutions and governments across the globe. Mobilising finance is one of the four key goals for the COP26 conference in Glasgow. How much is the climate fight going to be decided by cold, hard cash well i mean um there's always you know there's that old cliche that cash is king but i mean clearly with cop i think finance is king you know cop being a basically it's a it's an international intergovernmental um, discussion to try and agree new uh, commitments um to you know t- to action to achieve net zero by 2050 the, the the sad thing is is that in actual fact we as you know as a society, as a human race, have been failing, and as global governments have been failing to meet the commitments we made in Paris five years ago. Um, the whole goal is to, you know, hold the increase to well below two degrees, or hopefully one point five degrees. At this present moment in time, we're on course for a three degree climate change. The levels of investment to, you know, to get down to one point five degrees climate change. Um, is, is something like two times what we've managed to achieve over the last five years. We agreed at COP21 uh, in Paris to make finance flows consistent with a pathway to low greenhouse gas emissions and climate resilient development. And the nationally determined contributions of all of the different individual countries have not been met. And the financing of uh, the developing world, the hundred trillion, hundred billion commitment uh, by the d- developed countries uh, to finance um, climate adaptation, um, has not been delivered. Uh, and if you look now, we are talking. I think the South Africans recently mentioned the numbers uh, we're talking about now is something like seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty, or three quarters of a trillion per annum needed in in the developing world. So. Um, how much is it dependent on financing? It's all dependent on financing, um, in, in my view. You know, alongside genuine commitment. Um, one of the sad things, obviously, with COP26 uh, this you know, this time around is you know some notable absences. 
Um, and whilst Boris Johnson is saying that, you know, climate change is one minute to midnight for change, that's where that's where we are. Um, and with, you know, um, His Royal Highness Prince Charles saying we need to be on a war footing. We're not mobilising finance on anything like a, a war footing. And given Guernsey's position as a financial centre and an agile one, how big a role can Guernsey play in really financing that climate battle and funnelling that much-needed money into this really important issue. It, it's a hoary old cliche. It's almost a hoary old cliche now, but we can make an outsized commit, uh, an outsized impact. Um, you know, considering we're such a small, uh, small island in, you know, in the English Channel, um, we've we have, like you said, been agile. We were very early in being able to. Oh, we created, I should say, the world's first. Uh, regulated green fund regime or regulated uh, investment regime for, um, for for green green finance and that's been a huge success uh, there are around 14 uh, green funds already in existence and it provides a robust and transparent uh, platform to uh, reassure investors and managers that the you know the, the, the it does what it says on the tin that we're you know the, the routing capital to climate change mitigation. Now, that's uh, just an example, or one example of what we can do uh, as a jurisdiction. Um, we've also, you know, created the uh, the international or the Gears International ESG uh, framework, uh, environmental, social, and governance framework. Uh, and again, being able to be nimble and have lots of different parties to be able to come together, we are able to pull all the different levers and maybe uh, you know, and assist the rest of the world and be a you know airship one or a, a platform uh, that for, for that others can use to route capital to the ultimate goal. But it's you know, and that's that's why uh, sort of one of the reasons that I founded the International uh, Sustainability Institute at the Channel Islands here in the Channel Islands. We can, or we we have the opportunity to do a real public good by being the people that bring um, new structures, new tools, uh, new new mechanisms to helping um, match the demand for capital with with supply. There's a there's a huge demand for capital in say sub-Saharan Africa, and there's a huge amount of capital in you know that's in the hands of North American pension funds. But at this moment in time. There is a mismatch in the risk-adjusted return that's available in sub-Saharan Africa and needed by the, the pension funds in North America. And to, to, to make that connection between those, uh, those two parts of the world and those, the, the need of those two needs is going to require um, work and new thinking and new research to develop tools that can bring those uh, two parties together. Is that where Guernsey really plays that role into connecting those two things and you've mentioned quite a lot of mechanisms that we're already using and developed here what other things can we do what other structures do you have in mind and what opportunities are there for the finance industry to do more how big an opportunity is this for our island economy okay well we talk opportunity but don't let me don't let me um forget to mention risk because it's, it's, it's his big issue here because um you know climate risk is uh, as, as big an issue as uh, as there is um at the moment but how you know there are many many different things we can do clearly not all investments go into what are called traditional sustainable assets but all investments can be 
managed or invested in a sustainable manner. But what we're talking here in terms of you know, climate change and climate finance is an opportunity to, you know, uh, to accelerate that flow and to also help uh, particularly private capital, which um, is you know, uh, investing in alternative assets or is held by private, uh, private owners, um, be able to measure and manage their investment into opportunities um, that you know contribute to the UN's goals into the into the mitigation of, of climate change according to the IPCC's targets. Specifically, when you're asking what well, what can we do, um, well, there are frameworks and, and other things that we can develop. We can make it easier for people. Uh, to invest, we can provide the legal certainty for those structures, and we can create innovative financing mechanisms to to to, to match uh, the demand and the and the supply of risk adjusted return, like uh, like I explained. We have been doing that in a you know, in a small way to date with the development of products and services, like I said, the Guernsey Green Fund, the ESG framework. But there is much more that we can do. But similarly, also what we can do is help people understand. Um, the issues around climate, uh, climate risk and climate change. It's, it is a major impact for the financing, um, well, of all financing, I should say. You know, climate risk, as Mark Kearney said, is, uh, you know, is, is a financial stability risk. And what he meant was, is that it will change all sorts of asset prices. It will have a huge impact on people's portfolios. And being able to provide the uh, the service to uh, investors and issuers understand those risks and measure those risks and, and and account for them in their in their pricing and in their business strategies is also vitally important to manage the transition to a net zero world. So you know we can in Guernsey um, you know create capacity, create uh, create knowledge, and be able to share that um, across and to the owners of private wealth. Does it mean? You know the, the green transition. What does it mean for islanders, for people in Guernsey, in their daily lives? Does it mean new jobs? Does it mean money and tax for our public services? Does it mean a new route to prosperity? It. I think you know, the uh, the glib answer is it means all of those things. Well, you put it really well. Um, but what what does it mean in that transition? Yes, there will there'll hopefully be you know new jobs here in terms of research, in terms of development potentially in you know in the finance field as well, but also in environmental services. We have huge resources here in the Channel Islands. Um, we have you know you know I, I can see it from here uh, huge amounts of uh, renewable potential uh, from the water and from the waves and from the from the tide. We have it from the, from the wind. And we have an enormous potential to be a a may we to be what I call the the terawatt islands, and to, to actually it be be a, a major net exporter of energy to the continent rather than an importer. And we can do that in a renewable way. But there are other things that we can do. There are other in, initiatives you see here in Guernsey with the with, with um, that, that that are sort of you know helping us become uh, move our society into a more sustainable uh, approach just to our day to day daily lives but also in the financing and what we do here there is an opportunity for us to develop financial products and tools in the in the public finance world um, to enable us to uh, change from what um, is a fairly um, 
environmentally unfriendly heating methodology that's coming across the islands, aka, you know, I'm talk, meaning oil now, we all appreciate that that transition is going to need to be made and that we are going to find, need to find new ways to finance it. And that's going to require help for individuals, firms and, and the government. How can the states help to facilitate this green finance movement? Oh, there are many, many, many things I think the states can do. It can, it can signal, it can drive a pathway, it can make a much bigger commitment to, um, to, to change than, um, or you know, to action to, to, you know, uh, to achieve change. Um, we should be, and I've been talking about this in a, a research paper that will be published uh, early next year, is talking about sustainability bonds. We have a huge opportunity for the states to you know, facilitate capital market development, but also um, finance in a sustainable uh, manner uh, um, the transition for both individuals um, to, you know, to change their way of life and provide financing. Um, for individuals through uh, a sustainability bond, but sustainability bond could also um, catalyse the development of renewable generation. I think the states could, and again, um, come back to a paper that uh, we've got in development, uh, could be a major player, a major stakeholder in helping coalesce uh, a number of private parties around the concept of the Terrawatt Islands. So so there's lots... um, that this, the states can do and hopefully during the course of next year and, and subsequent we'll be in discussion with the states um, you know advocating um, action and, and movement and obviously you know uh, providing uh, hopefully the uh, the thoughts and the input to what some of those actions could be that was dr andy sloan from the international sustainability institute channel islands next up we'll be talking energy with stuart blondel from guernsey electricity And it is a really interesting listen. So do please subscribe. For now, though, thanks for listening.